Hey, welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm Walt Swaim, and I am excited to be with you again. And today we're going to do one simple, quick, but very popular and very frequent question about Christianity. Why are there so many Christian denominations? Why? Why are there so many distinct groups of Christians in the entire world? Well, in this so-called shortcast, a podcast that's short, we will find out the main reasons why and what does the believer in Jesus do in response to why there's so many denominations. And let's do that now. All right, thank you again for jumping into this podcast to answer a common and frequent question about Christianity. But before we get into that, first, could I ask you to do this so that you can keep getting the latest from Truth Unbound and also help many others to grow stronger in their faith and following Jesus too through this ministry podcast? Would you click on like or click to follow and then share the link to this and all the other of our broadcasts, if you wouldn't mind, to everyone you can. All right, now on to the big question and the big answer. All right, so maybe you have been a believer for a long time and attended a church of a certain denomination for a while, or you're a new believer in Jesus Christ and you're attending a church, but you're just starting to learn about what a denomination is and that not all Christians agree or worship the same way. Either way, you have probably thought of and asked yourself at least, why are there so many separate Christian groups, or as they're called, denominations? So to do that, first let's ask how many there really are in the world. Well, according to the Center for the Study of Global Christianity, at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, they calculate that as of 2019, there are 45,000 different Christian denominations in the world. Wow. All right. So let's start out with that question before the question, (laughs) question, and that is, what is a denomination? Well, um, kind of a less technical definition would be this. A denomination is an organized group of Christian churches who hold to the same belief system and method of worship and traditions. Now, to make it even more confusing, (laughs) there are also any number of splinter groups or subdivisions with each main denomination of churches. And so they just have broken off and separated themselves from the main denomination or they're a subdivision of it. But nevertheless, getting back to the main question, why are there so many denominations in Christianity? Well, that main question I have been asked often and even recently is why isn't there just one true church? Why can't, in the old adage, everyone just get along and there just be one Christian church? Well, that is a good question. And after all, for the first years of it being established by Jesus and the apostles as its foundation, Christianity was just one church, spread throughout the cities all over the Roman Empire and uh, meeting in homes. They didn't have their own buildings yet. 
But it turns out that over the centuries since Jesus ascended and that amazing day of Pentecost soon after, there are some good reasons why certain Christian groups splintered off and some for not so good reasons. All right. So let's take a look at these. And here's what those basic reasons are for why there are so many Christian denominations in the world. Okay, so the first reason why there's so many Christian denominations, probably the biggest one, is because of doctrinal heresy. Or in other words, someone changed some of the original doctrines, the basic foundational essential beliefs of Christianity, and turned them into something that was not what Jesus established and taught, and that the apostles had taught from and after him. For instance, one of those examples of this would be over the issue of baptism as part of or necessary to being saved. That, in other words, it isn't enough to believe in Jesus by faith alone, but they believe that the Bibles, a few Bible verses say that being water baptized is necessary as well as faith to be saved. The Church of Christ and Disciples of Christ denominations believe this, and uh, having broken away from another denomination themselves in the early 1800s. Possibly another modern example of this type of beginnings of a denomination, if you will, is from the group of Baptists that I'm affiliated with. About 70 years ago, uh, some of the pastors left the Southern Baptist convention, convention because at that time there was some that were teaching in the seminaries for several years and thus also in some of the churches, that the Word of God, the Bible, isn't totally or completely inspired and not totally without error. So this is a pretty grievous and serious doctrinal error that was not going to change at the moment within the denomination, eventually did, uh, but biblically this was something you couldn't tolerate. So, and, and why is that? Well, it's because, for instance, in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, it says, Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So these pastors and other leaders in agreement with them began to meet and organize separately and remain so until this day over this air of doctrinal inerrancy of that time. And that group now has grown with sending missionaries throughout the, the world now. So again, new groups of churches and their leaders form a new denomination due to doctrinal error in the original group. Another reason is that it is due to shades of difference of belief in certain specific doctrines. In other words, they're not denying the truth of a basic Christian doctrine necessarily, but they have strong differences on how that doctrine is thought through or worked out. Uh, so the differing groups agree to mutually separate and identify themselves entirely on those differences by name. An example of this is Baptist due to their strong belief in baptism and how it is to be done. And yes, Baptist, I know, I've been one all my life, there are more distinctives than that. But again, I'm starting at the basics here and working up 
uh, and the rest is for another day. So I know, I know you guys see, I know. All right. <laughs> but moving on, another example would be, for instance, uh, in many charismatic churches that believe in the sign gifts manifesting themselves still today, they're split into different denominations, such as the Assemblies of God, United Pentecostal Church, Four Square Gospel Churches, and on and on. There's many, many others. Or, for instance, Free Will Baptist, from Reform Baptist, uh, from Seventh-day Baptist, and so forth. Now, here's a reminder and a disclaimer. I'm not making any judgments here, per se. This is just an informative answer uh, in a podcast to the main question that's been asked. So don't shoot the messenger, okay? <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Now, let's move on to another reason. Another reason why there's so many denomination is due to denominations is due to the uniting of certain Christians around a certain leader. This is mainly the case with what is called mainline Protestant denominations. For instance, Martin Luther and Lutherans, John Calvin, Calvinist, John Wesley, Methodist. Uh, they, they protested originally in the Reformation period was begun because these leaders protested a doctrinal drift in the Catholic Church and tried to reform it. When that was clear that that wasn't going to happen, then others who believed the same as these leaders coalesced around these believers, and new denominations were born distinct from others with other leaders who believed in the same thing. So there's, there's an explanation as well. An even additional reason is due to personal differences between church leaders and their churches. In other words, it has less to do with any essential doctrinal belief or simply different beginnings with different leaders in different places, but more than likely, it was out of personality conflicts or selfish motives or by not walking in the Spirit and in peace with one another. There likely was some kind of a blow-up between leaders due to one wanting to be in charge over the other, or any other innumerable reasons for personality conflicts. Whole churches and groups of churches then left to go with that certain leader or group of leaders that disagreed with the others or wanted the leadership and not the others, whatever reason, even though they basically believe the same things about God and the Bible and such. Now today, in these times we live in, there's an even additional reason for denominations splitting from within and forming new ones. And it's not necessarily due to doctrinal or personality conflicts, but due to moral issues, biblical moral issues. This is mainly happening in denominations, uh, for instance, Presbyterians and Methodists especially now, that are having severe differences of belief and ministry practice when it comes to issues of LGBTQ, same-sex marriage, transgender issues as well. Now, the same thing is happening over another issue that may not be classified necessarily as a moral issue. Nevertheless, its popularity and deep divide in beliefs concerning it has caused the same splitting off effect. And that issue is over women being able to be preachers or specifically pastors. Okay, so how do you know, as a Christian trying to be faithful to God and His Word, how do you know which one is correct? Which denomination is the right one? It's the one that faithfully holds to 
the original basic essential doctrines of the faith that Jesus established and that the apostles continued in foundation of the early church. Okay, I keep speaking about these essential fundamental doctrines. What are they? Well, an extremely basic summary of those crucial and unchangeable doctrines God has given us to believe, to hold to, and to defend are this. Number one, the Trinity, that there is one God in three persons. Secondly, the person of Jesus Christ, that Jesus was born a virgin, of a virgin, born fully man and fully God. Number three, creation and man and sin, that God created everything, including man and woman, and that mankind sinned against God, and therefore all have sinned and are under the judgment of God. The next one is the gospel. The gospel is simply that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and rose again literally and bodily from death on the third day. The next essential doctrine would be salvation. That is, to be forgiven of, forgiven of sin and receive eternal life. It is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The next one would be the scriptures that all the scriptures are inspired by God and entirely inerrant and all-sufficient authority for all Christian life, faith, belief, and practice. So when you and I come to Christ and put our faith in him, then we are to identify and be faithful in a Bible-believing and teaching church that aligns with those fundamental teachings of God's word. Now, the denomination of the respective church that you're part of, though very important, is somewhat of secondary importance, unless as a group they are denying the faith or moral issues that God has established. Additionally, though, if there is a drift from the Lord and his word, then a change will be needed so as to remain faithful to God. Well, again, this is a very short summary and for more info, I will include some links to certain websites in the description of this podcast on this topic so you can follow up on it. But I certainly hope this has answered your basic question and is somewhat of a guide to you in your walk with the Lord, in His Word, in His Spirit, to unite with a church that believes in the Lord and follows His Word faithfully and truly. Well, thanks again so much. And don't forget to click like, to click follow, subscribe, and then share this podcast with everyone. And remember to follow Jesus, because when you do, you always will follow the truth.